sins of the Lord and he saved me took the change away I'm going to tell you something I wasn't always in church on a Sunday night but I guarantee I wouldn't trade it for nothing I'm thankful for God's mercy and I'm thankful for, for where we're at tonight amen that God's doing great things I'm thankful for his mercy his grace that follows us every day amen one more time just clap your hands to the Lord tonight praise God Amen. Amen. Praise God. I'll let you be seated for just a moment while we go through some of these cards, and then we're going to pray. Let's pray for uh, for the Marilyn Webb and family. Sister uh, passed away this week. Amen. Sent in by Sister Donna. And then also, let's continue to pray for Lois Albert. I know you probably saw this on, on Facebook, possibly, uh, from Sister Sarah. But let's pray for Lois Albert for, for healing. Amen. She's in the hospital uh, with breathing problems. <clears throat> and then we need to remember uh, Andrew Carpenter. 
needs healing. Amen. Let's pray for this tonight. And then Hunter, uh, let's pray for this, an unspoken need. Amen. Also, uh, as many of you uh, probably have heard, let's pray for Sister Virginia and those that were in that vehicle with her. Let's pray for this. Uh, also pray for Brother Jeff. Amen. Said he's not feeling well tonight. And pray for Logan. Amen. Pray for her as well for a quick recovery. Amen. I tell you, folks, God's a healer. He's a healer. You know what? I'm thankful that I can put my trust in him. The thing is, is that he doesn't promise that there's not going to be trials come your way. But I've told the church this, uh, the, the, this, this morning so many times, I would rather go through trials and know that the Lord is beside me and leading me, amen, to go through and know that He's there. He's there in the storm, my friend, amen, He's there no matter what you need, but He is always there to help you, amen, and to be there and to save you, and I'm thankful for that, amen. Why don't we stand together, and if you've got a need just by the lifting of your hand, amen, we're going to recognize that and and pray, and if somebody raised their hand next to you uh, while we pray won't you just lay your hand upon their shoulder if that's permissible and pray for them if you need healing come forward and we're going to pray for you and anoint with oil as the scriptures say amen every unspoken need just by the lifting of your hand amen let's all pray out church father right now we thank you lord for your goodness oh god
your hands right now to Jesus. Won't we just entertain the presence of the Lord right now in this place just for a moment. Hallelujah. Make me a house of prayer, Lord. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. them sing this one more time and I wonder when we do want you to lift your hands right now I believe God wants to do something just a moment in this place go ahead brother Elijah I never want to miss an opportunity for the Holy Ghost to do something. Amen. And I know we got schedules and things, but I never want to miss a chance for the Lord to touch somebody's life. I'm going to tell you, whatever you came in this place with my friend, you don't have to leave the same way. The Holy Ghost is here. The presence of the Lord is here. And all you have to do is just lift up those hands. Amen. And I guarantee you, God will bless you. You'll find your strength and you'll find your hope. Just that little bit of faith. If you just give it to God, you'll find that strength and you'll find that hope that you need. Never leave this house. Amen. Wanting something because you're going to have it here tonight. Lift your hands right now and just thank the Lord what we feel here tonight in His place. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. 
We thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. We're going to receive your Sunday evening offering this time, Brother Tim. Praise the Lord. If we could have the affirmation on the board. Amen. Praise God. What an awesome spirit that I feel in this place tonight. Praise God. God is good. God is good. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. That's all right, Kim. Okay. All right. You. Let's say this with me. Upon the authority of your word, I have given and shall be given to me, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. I am a tither. I bring my tithe today into your storehouse. Therefore, the enemy is rebuked. The curse is broken. I live under an open heaven. You pour upon me such a blessing that there's not enough room to receive it. We receive jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, sales and commissions, benefits and settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, bills paid off, debts demolished, royalties received. My whole family saved and walking with God, blessed to walk in health and abundance with the divine favor. I'm blessed going in and I'm blessed going out. All that I will do will prosper in Jesus' name. And the church say amen. We lift our offerings to the Lord while we just pray a blessing over this. Father, right now, we thank you, Lord, for what we feel here tonight. God, in this place, so we have felt your presence, Lord. I just pray, God, blessings, Lord, over this offer tonight. God bless, Lord, those that give. I pray, Lord, that you would just open up the windows of heaven and pour out blessings, oh, Lord. I pray, bless this church and bless your kingdom. In Jesus' name, we pray, amen. God bless you as you come and bring your tithe and offering to the front. God bless you.
in the house that where the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty and it's here tonight in this place hallelujah Woo, glory to God I tell you that makes you want to get out there and run with them somebody ought to shout hallelujah I feel like brother Griggs tonight is there anybody here that would run for me Thank you. Look at him. That's it. That's it. Hallelujah. <laughs> brother Nelson, you'd be running if you could. Is there somebody run for Brother Nelson tonight? Go ahead. There's a, she's doing it for both of us. Brother Eric's doing it for you, brother. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Noah, your grandson's doing it for you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Isn't God good? I think you ought to clap your hands to the Lord. (laughs) 
Hallelujah, 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 how good and wonderful is our God tonight. Brother Nelson says, I'll do my own running, hallelujah, 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 oh glory. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Freedom. Freedom. There's freedom in the house. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I like what I feel in this place tonight. Hallelujah. You can be seated if you want. Glory to God. Glory to God. What a beautiful presence of the Lord on a Sunday night. Where else would you want to be? Let's come to church. Let's go to church. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I was glad. And I'm glad tonight to be here. And to worship the Lord. What a great God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, we're rejoicing in the Lord and God's goodness. And uh, thank God for your health. Thank God for his blessings. Thank God for providing for you. Thank God for his goodness every day. Surely goodness. And mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. It's following you. I look for it. I'm blessed. This affirmation is not just filler for our service. We're affirming his blessings in our life. We're expecting his blessings. Amen. God is so good. He is so very good to us. Amen to God. Let me just... While I've got your attention, announce that the next two Sunday nights, we will not be having services. The next two Sundays is Sunday morning only. It's holiday weekends, and next Sunday is Christmas Eve. And so we're going to have regular church on Sunday morning, and then we'll dismiss for Sunday night allow you to be with your family or activities how you plan. The next week following that is New Year's Eve. And we once again are going to have just Sunday morning. There is a youth event that night, and Brother Noah and Sister Chloe are making plans for that. And if any youth have questions, see them about it of location and time and anything that you can be a part of. They'll let you know that. But there will be no church on New Year's Eve. But uh, we're looking forward to two great weekends, Sunday mornings. God's going to meet with us and bless in a great and a special way. Amen. Wednesday nights we will be having church, so be with us. It will be here at the sanctuary. And we're believing the Lord for his blessing. Amen. May I remind you of Christmas for Christ, the offering in support of our North American missions. 
And uh, we these envelopes, if you didn't get one or you want to give, you don't have to have one of these to give to Christmas for Christ. But if you want to look through these, we do have some left over, and you're welcome to peruse them and uh, take one or two or as many as you want and give. And I was telling Brother Brandon a while ago, so far it looks like we're going to have over a $3,000 offering this year. Amen. And I think that's wonderful. But it's not all in yet. We may go well beyond that, and I'm just uh, thanking God for it and thanking you for your generous support for North American Missions. Amen. We're looking forward to a great new year that's upon us. And uh, as I said, the next two weekends are holiday weekends, and then we enter right into our uh, our new year. And uh, when we enter the new year, the uh, we're going to be doing the Daniel Fast, and we will start that on Saturday, January the 6th. Saturday, January the 6th. We're going to start on Saturday, and we will end on a Friday. And so it's a 21-day fast. Again, it's progressive as we do every year. First week is that hard time when you give up all caffeine. And um, progressively, we will keep doing that throughout the uh, 21 day, the three weeks, the second week we add to that, uh, we're going to give up our sweets in that second week and we'll continue that to the end. It's the last week that you give up the meat also. And so, but by then you've built yourself up and, uh, you have proven that you can do this. And, uh, so I encourage you if you're not uh, if you're not used to fasting, this is a great way to learn and to begin. And uh, also on that last week, Monday through Friday, we're going to be having prayer revival. It's going to be here at church, prayer revival. And we're going to be meeting every night at 7 o'clock for an hour of prayer. That's all we're going to do is be praying and then we're going to, on the last Friday, the last of that week on Friday of the prayer revival, we are also going to end that evening with communion and foot washing, and that will end our fast. Amen. But you know what? We're always blessed with a great liberty of the presence of God. I'm expecting God to do great things. And as we give ourselves to the Lord, the Bible says, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves. Now, when you study that humble, I believe that that reference is fasting. You humble yourself through fasting. If you will humble yourselves and pray, it's always coupled together. Fast and pray. If you humble yourselves and pray, seek my face. Turn from your wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven, heal their land, forgive their sin. That's what God does. We're expecting the Lord to do great things in this coming year. I'm looking forward to it. Also, in January, we have two 
guest speakers that's going to be with us. That's the plan. The first weekend, which is the 7th on Sunday, Brother Norman's going to be preaching Sunday morning and Sunday night. We're looking forward to him coming back to be with us. They will be arriving back around that time. Uh, They will be coming back from overseas. And uh, we're just believing God for wonderful things to take place. And also on the the 28th, the last Sunday of that month, January the 28th, we have a missionary and his wife is going to be with us. And uh, pardon me for not remembering their name, but they are from Sudan and uh, they have been uh, they, they've been veteran missionaries for a number of years. Uh, they're in Sudan, I think about 20 years. And um, praise God. Where are you, Brother Mangus? Amen. But um, uh, this wonderful man of God and his wife, their name is Groves. Patrick and Jean Groves. And uh, Brother uh, Mangus told me, he said, Brother Axton, he said, these folks have labored in adverse circumstances. And they have great testimonies of God's blessing upon them. I'm looking forward to them being with us. It'll be a Sunday night. And we're going to have a great time on the last Sunday night of January. So we've got some great things in store for us for January. Kicking off the year 2024. Believe in God for great and mighty things. Can you say amen? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, what a great God we serve. Do keep Sister Virginia in prayer. And let's just ask God to just heal her as swiftly. And uh, she's had some health struggles over this past year. And several times for lengthy periods, she was not able to be in church. And she was just all excited because tomorrow is her 70th birthday. And uh, But yesterday... Her family surprised her by taking her out to eat, and all of them met at a restaurant, and she was just all excited about that, telling me about it. She says, yep. She says, I'm going to be 21. Amen. Well, I'm sure tonight she don't feel 21, but... uh, uh, we, somebody told her, she says, uh, they said, you're 21, aren't you? And she just grabbed a hold of that. And so she just pushed that for all it was worth. We love sister Virginia. And, uh, right after church, just pulled out just up here and, uh, something happened and she ran into a truck and one of the children that was baptized, we baptized three this morning. Wasn't that awesome? Praise God. But one of the children that was baptized was with her in the car, and he was uh, banged up a little bit and was feeling the, you know, hurting back and like that. But they checked him, says, you're all right. It was just apparently that, uh, you know, when you hit like that, it can really shake you up badly. So they sent him on home. He was going to be all right. But uh, just keep them all in prayer and ask God to help them and to be with them. Amen. And just give her a swift recovery with whatever she has to go through. Amen. But God's our healer. Amen. He's our healer and our help in time of need. Amen to God. 
Praise God. Man, what a powerful move of God tonight. This is so awesome. Praise God. And accolades to our music team. Don't you love our folks that come and play? Elijah's doing so well. Amen to God. What a great God. What a great God. Take your Bibles tonight, and I want you to turn with me. Turn with me to the book of Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9, verse 36, 37, and 38. I will also be going to Mark chapter 16, verse 6 and 7. Amen to God. Matthew chapter 9 and verse 36, verse 37, and verse 38. Reads like this. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then saith he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. Amen. Praise the Lord. You got that? Amen. Thank you. I'm going to be reading from Mark chapter 16 and verse 6 and verse 7. He saith unto them... Be not affrighted, ye seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. Behold the place where they laid him. But go your way, tell his disciples and Peter that he goeth before you into Galilee, there shall you see him as he said unto you. Amen. Lord, we thank you for the word. We ask you to speak into our hearts and help us, Lord, to receive of you your mind. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. I believe it is so good for us to be able to look to Jesus for the supreme example of how we ought to be. He is the one that we follow. He is the one that we we look unto him. We follow his footsteps. We want to be close to him and feel his heartbeat. It is Jesus that we want to exemplify. It is the word of God that we turn back to for our pattern. For the thing that we want to learn of and follow him and realize that God is on our side. 
The scripture tells us that there was a pattern showed to Moses. And when he saw that pattern, he was instructed to build according to the pattern showed to thee in the mount. Build an ark, build a tabernacle, build a sanctuary that I may dwell in the midst of you. It was the Lord's desire to do so, but he gave a pattern to follow. I believe that we should look if all things to the word of God. It is the, it is the primary manual for you to learn how to operate this organism called the church. He said, upon this rock, I will build my church. And so if it's his church, I think we ought to listen to how he wants us to treat his church. I find also in the scripture, Matthew recorded it. And uh, and this, there's a, a, another, the gospel writers recorded it. And when you study uh, and find out this prayer request that Jesus made... He said, pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into, listen to it, his harvest. It is his harvest. It's his church. We are laborers in that business. This is his business. This has his name on it. I recall when I was uh, a young man, and I recall, uh, uh, for whatever reason it was, Brother Sonny Albert, who assisted uh, his father at the church. Uh, his father was my pastor, and Brother Sonny Albert was the assistant pastor. And uh, for whatever reason, he was impressing upon some young people, and I think it might have been bus ministry. He was impressing upon them how to conduct yourself when you are in the community and you get off that bus and it's got our church name on it. And uh, it was recognizable buses. They were called tiger buses. Uh, the Brother Niffin and Hannibal, his father was an artist and he painted them with tiger stripes. And so they were recognizable wherever you went. You didn't have to see the name. You knew that was the First United Pentecostal Church at 11th and Broadway. And uh, But Brother Sonny Albert impressed upon them and he told this story. He said, when I was a boy, he said, I worked for, uh, for, for Hurley Brown. Hurley Brown had an ice company. That was when there were ice boxes. And he said they would take the ice blocks. And he had some boys that would uh, work for him. And they would carry these blocks of ice and deliver them to homes. And he said, boys, he said, you act right when you're working for me. You conduct yourself with manners. He said, because it's my name that's on the side of that wagon. It's my name. They don't know your name. They don't know anything about you, but they know my name. I'm going to tell you, church, it's his name that we're representing. It's his name that's on this church. This, he said, upon this rock, I will build 
my church. He said, it's his harvest. Pray ye therefore that the Lord would send for the labors into his harvest. It's his harvest. It's his church. And I believe we ought to treat it like it's his. Somebody clap your hands to the Lord. Therefore, I want to get close to him and I want to know something about him. The scripture tells us uh, in the book of Luke chapter 15. Luke chapter 15 tells us three parables that Jesus told. They were about something that was lost. I am going to point out to you Three uh, of these parables I want to point out at least uh, in the first two. Uh, in verse uh, uh, four, um, the Bible says, uh, uh, What man of you having an hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, doth not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness and go after that which is, everybody say it, lost. Until he find it. Verse 6, jumping down. When he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep, which was, say it, lost, which was lost. Verse 8. Either what woman having ten pieces of silver, if she, say lose, lose one piece, doth not light a candle and sweep the house and seek diligently till she find it. Verse 9, And when she hath found it, she calleth her friends and her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I had, everybody say it, lost. I want to talk to you about something I believe that was very close to the heart of God. And that was the lost. Amen. It was very important to him. He gave us these parables. The first two especially. Was about a dimension of lost. And there's another message that I preach. About the three dimensions of lost. Found in the first, second and third parable of Luke 15. But these first two. They especially point out how that. The lost sheep and the lost coin. There was somebody that went seeking after it. When you deal with the prodigal son, he was found, but he became lost. Of his own volition, he chose to walk away. There was something that he had to come to himself. The sheep didn't have to come to himself the coin doesn't have the ability to think by itself. Uh, and so you realize that it was a different dimension he was dealing with. But when you deal with somebody that was lost or something that was lost, you find there was a shepherd that went and he, he put all his 99 in the fold. And he made them safe and secure and he went after the one that was lost. When the ten coins, one was lost, she swept diligently until she found it. She was seeking the lost. And so uh, the Lord, throughout his ministry, we would find again and again his heartbeat 
you couldn't be around him very long to where you realize he's interested in the lost. It wasn't just the masses and the great crowds of thousands that he would minister to. No, my friend, I've heard of evangelists. I've heard of preachers. I've heard of people that uh, want to uh, minister, but they would not go to a small place. I remember when we were just a handful of people on a Sunday night, fill a couple of seats, a couple of rows, and that would be it. It wasn't this building. It was out on the south edge of town. I remember further back when we were just in the house, when we were just in the living room, we had our couch, we had a, a, a chair, we had some folding chairs set out. <clears throat> we had bought a, a, an old organ and we put it in the living room and my wife made music on that old organ and we worshiped and we praised. And uh, at a time like that, you, you would think, uh, uh, you know, uh, would anybody come and be a guest speaker to this group in this living room? I'm going to tell you, there's some very wonderful people, amen, that has the heartbeat of God that would come and do that. But on the other hand, there are those that would say, how many can you see? And I don't know if I'm interested in preaching to a small crowd. You know what? I'm not interested in having them come if they're not interested in preaching to a small crowd. Amen. I'm not trying to be critical of them. I'm just telling you folks, Jesus took the time to go and minister to one. As a matter of fact, he would go out of his way and he would go find a lady at the well and he would spend time with her. He would let a man by Nicodemus, uh, 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 by name of Nicodemus come in the nighttime and he would find him and he wouldn't say, no, go away. It's time for me to sleep now. That's not it. Nicodemus, you got questions. I've got answers and I've got all night long if you need me to stay here because he loved souls and he loved the lost and he would go out of his way. The scripture says that when Peter, Peter had, had denied the Lord and, and he had lied and, and, uh, he had uh, messed all up and then he was reminded by the cocks crowing. And when the scripture says that he went out and wept bitterly and, and he was so sorrowful and he felt so alone and he knew he was messed up and he knew he wasn't right. And then Jesus died and there is such a sudden and there is such a firm loss in that. And, and I can't turn back the clock and I can't, if I could just say something, I'm sorry. And if I could have just made it right, if he was going to die, I, I should have done that. And oh, now look what I've done. I've got to live with this all my life. But oh friend, Jesus didn't stay in the grave. Amen. He didn't stay in that tomb. He came out and an angel, the Lord appeared. And the Bible says to those he appeared to, he saith unto them, be not affrighted. Ye seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. He is 
risen. He is not here. Behold the place where they laid him, but go your way and tell his disciples. He could have stopped there. He could have stopped there and that was enough. Just go tell his disciples, but that's not good enough. Amen. Jesus knew there was one man that was hurting. He knew there was one man that felt lost more than he'd ever been lost in his life. And Jesus made sure that word got to him and tell Peter, amen, somebody tell Peter. Peter. Amen. Somebody make sure Peter gets word. Somebody go after Peter. Somebody chase him down. Somebody find where he's hiding. Somebody find that dark place he's in and tell Peter that he goes before you into Galilee and there you shall see him as he said unto you. I'm telling you it was important to Jesus that the Lord Lost, amen, would have a messenger sent to them with a message of hope from heaven. See, when I was a few weeks ago, Brother Brandon, Sister Jen, when we were as a section at your church, ministers came for Christmas for Christ. Amen. Ken James spoke and and blessed us very wonderfully. And I don't know who it was. I think it was you, Brandon. I think it was you that made this statement. But I, when you, if it was you, when you said it, I wrote it down. I know you was repeating it from somebody else. And now I'm repeating it from you, I guess. But it so impacted me. I haven't got quite over it. As a matter of fact, I'm preaching a derivative of this statement that was made that night. And the, 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 the statement was this. What's worse than being lost is being lost and having no one looking for you. And I said on that, it's been on my mind. I can't get away from it. What's worse than being lost is being lost and no one even looking for you. Every once in a while, we hear in the news where some child or somebody has strayed away. They just got away, got out of the yard. I don't know how they did or where they went. All I know is they're not there. Parents get frantic. They become very desperate. They call There are search parties that are organized. People begin to search and they begin to look. And they go looking for this this lost child or this lost adult. Who is it? Sometimes as an adult, you think, how can an adult become lost? It's because their mind may be confused. Dementia may be sitting in on them. There may be a reason why that suddenly they just became confused and couldn't locate where they were and they may have drove on and they don't know where it is. All they can do is, this is the description of the car. This is the license plate. Uh, This is what they had on and it was this time and I just know that there's something wrong. Would somebody look for them? Because they've got to be found somewhere. 
And then after hours or maybe days or sometimes even weeks, uh, there is the evidence of them coming and being found. Oh, there is such rejoicing and such a relief. Even in those who read it in the news, there's a relief that that person was found because how, how frightening it must be to be lost. How frightening it must be to be lost, but furthermore to be lost and have no one looking for you. And I'm thinking that has to be the worst thing. It's worse than being lost. I'm preaching tonight a message I'm titling one thing worse than lost. One thing worse than lost is being lost and nobody looking for them. It's the one thing worse than lost. I'm going to tell you, there ought to be somebody between the lost and hell. There ought to be somebody between the lost and hell. I remember my pastor. I remember seeing him lay down. He laid down as he preached. He lay down on the platform floor. We all looked and watched my my my, my pastor. He was a he was a short man, and and he was dignified as far as I was concerned. And he he lay down on the floor, but he still had that microphone and he was preaching. He said, "The only way you can leave this church is if you cross over my body." And he meant it. He knew that there was a reason why a pastor has a burden. There's a reason why he's, I'm going to stand in the way of you leaving. I'm going to stand in the way. You're going to have to walk over me. I'm telling you, when you love somebody and you love him enough, you're going to say, no, 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 I cannot let you harm yourself. I can't do that. I can't allow that to happen. I'm preaching to you. What are you doing to keep someone from going to hell? I'm preaching to you. What are you doing to keep someone from being lost? for eternity. Uh, I'm saying that we need to do something. Uh, I may not preach real long tonight. Uh, As a matter of fact, I don't know that I will. I'm going to give an altar call in a little bit for the saints. Uh, I want to give an altar call for somebody that wants to carry carry something to the lost uh, and do something that Jesus would do. Uh, But you see, we've got to do something. Uh, We cannot just be a Warm and warming the pew. We can't just be somebody that comes in and sits down and comforts ourselves and say, you know what? I'm saved. Thank God I'm saved. And sorry for you folks that aren't saved. I'm telling you, if someone is carrying something, we've got to do everything we can to help them find their way. It's up to you. <clears throat> it's up to you. Uh, You need to get a Bible study chart. Uh, Amen. You need to love them. Uh, You need to spend some time with them. Uh, It's everyone's responsibility. Uh, Take them a meal. Uh, Give them some love. Uh, Sometimes the long road uh, to saving someone is simply paved with simple kindness uh, along the way. Uh, But you've got to keep loving them. Uh, You've got to keep on doing that. Why? 
because they're lost and they need God. I'm telling you, if a church loves the lost, they'll act like it. If a church loves the lost, they'll welcome them into their midst. If a church loves the lost, they'll do everything they can to embrace them, to do something about it. You've got to be able to say on that day, Jesus, I took your heartbeat. Jesus, I did what you wanted to be done. Amen. When he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. And he said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. They're few. Lanny Wolf, years ago, my wife and I have a, a song list that we listen to in the car mostly uh, when we play it. And it's, it's old Lanny Wolf songs. And to hear the voice of, of Marita and uh, at least somebody that sounds like her. My house is full, but my fields are empty. Who'll go and work for me today? It seems my children all want to sit around the table, but no one wants to work in the field. No one wants to work in the field. Oh, friend, I'm telling you, it's been, it's been spoken. It's been preached. It's been sung about. And Jesus mentioned it. But it was more than just a mention. That's a poor choice of word on my part. He told it. He said, the harvest truly is plenteous. But there's something that causes it not to be harvested. It's because the laborers are few. He said, pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. It's his harvest and they're lost and he wants them to be saved. What's worse than being lost? It's being lost and having no one look for you. I wonder if there's anybody here tonight. Are you glad somebody came looking for you? Are you glad somebody came looking for you? I know our culture and our times are different in some degree. I realize we don't do door knocking like we used to. And there is a, there's a fear of people knocking on doors. Answering the door for strangers and. I realize that, but how many people around us do we know that are lost that we could just love them? We could just be an example to them. We could help them. Oh, pray for wisdom. The Bible says, he that winneth souls is wise. Pray for wisdom that God would help us to know the words to say. Pray for wisdom that God would help us to know what to say and when to say it. 
but most of all that we would love them enough that we can fulfill what God wants us to do. Can you say amen? Why don't we lift our hands to the Lord right now? Let's just ask God to help us to be what he wants us to be. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, it's labors that you want. And I wonder if you could use us. I wonder if you could use us. Hallelujah. 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 I remember as a child how I wanted to plant something and watch it grow. And I don't know where I got those beans. I don't know where I got that corn. I don't know where I got whatever it was, but I'd plant it in a cup. And it wouldn't be long to where it would germinate, pop open. And how many ever dug down to see if it was growing? And there it was, it was growing. You hurried up and covered it back up and it went ahead and it was the most spindly looking thing you ever saw. It didn't have a root system. It was laying all over the place. I drowned it. I did all kinds of things with it. It never did look right. And I'd soon lose my interest because when I planted it, I wanted it now. It didn't, it didn't last the way I wanted it to last. I'm still not good with plants. And if you don't believe me, look at these plants up here. I already took the third one out and had to nurse it, put it back at the entry. Don't look at it too close. I've already removed some leaves from it. I'm just saying, I'm hard on plants. I don't have what they call a green thumb. I'm rough on it. I want something durable. Water it today, and when I remember, I'll come back, and you better be green. I've thrown a lot of plants away. My wife had more fun this last year, and you all watched her. How many saw her elephant ears over there? Elephant leaves, or whatever you call them. Elephant ears. You all see her elephant ears? She's had a desire to grow elephant ears since she was a little girl. Because her grandma had some. And she says, I want elephant ears. And when we found some that we could plant, we planted them and nothing happened. <laughs> Hello. Got to look and we planted them too deep. Okay, dig them out and bring them up a little higher. And we planted and waited. And all of a sudden, something started happening. She got so excited. And then they started growing. And then they got so big, we started measuring them with the yardstick. And they got up to 31, almost 30, 36 inches. 36, one leaf, 36 inches. 
I said, I wonder if this is the kind of leaves that Adam and Eve had. There's enough to cover you. Make some nice clothes out of that. I shouldn't have said that. I'm trying to preach here and I'm getting funny. But she finally found something and now she told me, she said, honey, I want you to cover those things up. I've been studying. I'm going to leave them there and I'm going to just cover them up if they don't freeze out. I was okay. I just put all those leaves over there and so that was a good place. Just rake those leaves, piled them up. So... I'm not trying to just be ugly next to my house. I'm trying to cover her plants. And hopefully next spring, they're going to grow again. We'll see. But you see, I'm impatient. And I think that's what we are. We get the idea. I'm going to go out and witness to somebody. I'm going to win somebody today. And the truth of the matter is, you need to just plant seeds. And you need to pray over them. And you need to love them. You need to care for them. You need to be their friend. Is anybody with me? You just need to be their friend. You need to love them. You need to care for them. It's going to come around. And when it does, you're going to rejoice. And you're going to say it was worth it. It was worth it. You may have to spend some nights like Nicodemus answering questions. You may have to spend some time at the well talking to your friend and telling them what Jesus can do for them. They may not even understand all about it, but somewhere along the way, the Lord touches their heart and what a difference it makes. Oh, we want to just bring them to church. They're going to pray through and get the Holy Ghost right now. Wait just a minute. So often they're not ready for that. But when they are, you can rejoice in the Lord. You want to be a soul winner? Just keep loving. Just keep loving. That's what I feel upon my heart tonight to tell the church. Just keep loving. Just keep loving. Just keep loving. If people feel loved, they're going to keep coming. If people feel his presence, they're going to keep coming. It's going to make a difference in their life. I want to be used of the Lord. Let's stand together. Hallelujah. One thing worse than being lost is being lost and nobody looking for them. I wonder who'd commit themselves tonight. Say, I want to do my best to reach and find somebody that is lost. I want to be their friend. I want to help them. I want to grow with them. I want to love them. I want to do something for them. Hallelujah. If you feel that way tonight, I'm inviting the church to come and bring your, your burden, your commitment. I'm inviting you to come and say, I'm going to do something more. I'm going to be a lover of the lost. Jesus, the Bible says, he came to seek and to save that which was lost. It's what he came to do. So you're a follower of Jesus. Are you doing what he did? Seeking and saving the lost. 
Lord, I love you tonight. It's a burden upon my heart to be used of you. It's a burden on my heart to be used of you. Would you just lift your hands to the Lord and let's just ask God to help us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, I give myself to you. 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 I want to be used of you. I want to do your will. I want to walk as you'd have me to walk. I want to reach the lost for you. Help me, Lord, to remember what you did for us. Help me to remember what somebody did for me. And I want to share the same thing. Help me, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 God, I give you praise. I give you praise. I give you praise. I give you praise. In the name of Jesus. You're everything I need and more. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 God, grip us with the compassion for the lost. Grip us with the compassion for the lost. And help us in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. We need to do something. We need to do something. We cannot be without a purpose. We need to do something. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, I give myself to you, Jesus. Let's pray one more time. Hallelujah. I give myself to you, Jesus. Lead me, Lord, to somebody. Lead me to somebody, Lord, that's ready. Lead me to a harvest, Lord, that I can do something for you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I wonder how long you'd be willing to invest in a soul. How long? How long? I'll never forget Brother Jack Yance, who was a premier soul winner and promoter of Bible studies in our fellowship, he set us on fire to teach at the Bible. But I heard him say, he said, to the home missionaries that were going to start churches, and I was one of them. He said, when you go to a town, they don't know you. Some people went to cities that were big. There were thousands of people. He said, but find you a business place, a filling station, a grocery store, where you can go every week, the same time, in that same checkout 
that same person that scheduled the work there, he says, be familiar to them until they know you by name. Become their friend. He said, be their friend. And I never forgot that. I thought how important it is. Oh, we want to run and I just want to go incognito. Just don't recognize me. I'm just, I'm just a nobody. I can't amount to anything. I'm telling you, friend, if you'll be a friend to them, they'll be a friend to you. Praise God. Can you say amen? I said, they'll be a friend to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I can tell you we've been in this region for a long time, but I'm still wanting to make friends. I'm still wanting to make friends with somebody because there's somebody else that's hungry that needs something from God. Hallelujah. That's how good our God is. If you are not involved in effective soul winning, commit yourself. Go buy yourself a Bible study chart and make a friend and ask them if I can teach you the Bible. You'd be surprised how many people are hungry. They may not come to church. Not yet. But they'll let you sit down and teach them the Bible. Brother Axton, I can't teach. I just don't know much. They don't know anything. You are premier doctor so-and-so to them. Why? Because you know where Genesis is and Matthew and Revelations. They don't know anything. But they're going to ask you questions and you can tell them about Jesus. Isn't God good? Hallelujah. Isn't God good? I brought you for this reason. I brought you for this reason. I have brought you for this reason. I want you to be committed. We're entering into a new year just around the corner. Amen. Just a few days away, we're going to enter a new year, but I think we ought to enter into it with a fresh desire. I want to do something to reach the lost this year. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I want to be committed. I want to be committed. I want to be committed. Can you say amen? Praise the Lord. Put your hand on somebody's shoulder near you. If it be permissible, let's pray for one another. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for my brother and my sister. I pray, Lord, for my friends. I pray for husbands and wives. I pray for everyone that is here tonight. Lord, that they would hear the gospel. That you would help them, Lord to follow the voice of the Spirit and share this gospel message with those who are lost and are hungry for something more. Let them hear it, Lord. Let them hear it, Lord. Let them hear the message of repentance. Let them hear the message of baptism in your name. And being filled with your spirit. Let them hear the message that you have something more for them. And we ask in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you. I love you. Amen.
Wednesday night is when we meet again. I'm looking forward to a great time in the Lord. God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. The Lord bless you.